Uh, breathwork is an important, um, I suppose, area to focus on, uh, not only for your physical health, but sometimes for your mental health. Here to help us talk through it is Nikki Saberini. Nikki is a well-being and breathwork practitioner. Nikki, a very good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Africa. Thank you so much and welcome to your listeners. It is something we take for granted, breathing, um, and it's involuntary in many ways because as a comedian on a stage in... Uh, uh, Australia once said, "If if it was, if it was something that was not involuntary that we had to consciously think of, we'd forget to breathe, and half of us now would be God." But we do take it for granted, don't we? And we we forget that. Uh, well, we forget how essential it is uh, for, as you say, our physical health and our mental health as well. Uh, absolutely, Africa. I mean, if breathing fits into the autonom- autonomic nervous system. We're not aware of it. Thank God we do it. It's our life force to be inhale oxygen, we exhale CO2. But what we don't realize is what the ancients realized all those years ago, is that when we harness our breath, when we start to breathe consciously, in other words, when we bring awareness to our breath, we can use it as a medicine. We can use it to improve our physical health. We can absolutely use it to improve our um, psychological health, our emotional health as well. So it's accessing something that is there for us. It doesn't cost anything. Um, It doesn't even have to take up a lot of time. Um, It's just bringing awareness. um, It's breathing optimally. And then it's changing the breath if we want to activate or relax or to balance. It's an untapped resource, Africa. And a lot of people call it the, you know, the missing pillar in our health. How do we then harness such benefit from focusing on breath work? Yeah, well, that's such a good question. So I would say that the first step is to breathe optimally. Most of us are suboptimal breathing. So what, what does that mean? Well, first of all, I mean, if you, if, if you, I just ask your listeners just to become aware of how they're breathing right now. How are you breathing right now? I mean, is your mouth open? Is your mouth closed? Um, are you breathing high up in your chest? So optimal breathing is breathing through the nose. That's how we were made. We were made to breathe through the nose. Many of us breathe through the mouth. And it's not to say that breathing through the mouth is bad. Not at all. We often have to breathe through the mouth. You know, we are sighing. Sighing is a wonderful way of regulating the body. Yawning is a wonderful way of regulating. Um, when we're exercising, there's going to be a lot of mouth breathing. And sometimes to activate, we need the mouth. But generally, we should be breathing through the nose. When you breathe through the nose, you're optimizing the intake of O2. You are warming up the air. You are uh, uh, humidifying the air. You're purifying the air. You're getting the air ready for the lungs. Um, So nose breathing is really important. Then we should be breathing not high up in the chest, but rather low in the belly. And that sounds a little bit strange as well. Why would we be breathing from the belly? It's because we've got this amazing diaphragm. The diaphragm is a major muscle and helping us breathe. As we inhale, the diaphragm drops and then our lungs expand with air. So we should, for optimal breathing, we should be breathing from the diaphragm. So I would encourage listeners if they lying in bed, because it's a really good way to do it, or just lie on the floor. Just place your hands on your stomach and notice how when you inhale, your belly expands as you breathe in. And then as you breathe out, your belly then contracts, it goes down, it flattens. And you can just place your hand on your belly and you can just feel your stomach blowing up 
and then your stomach flattening. And that is optimal breathing. Breathing um, it's from the nose, breathing from the diaphragm, and then breathing slowly. We overbreathe in modern life. You know, we pant a lot, we're breathing high up in our chest. And that's not good at all because we may be taking in a lot of oxygen, but we're not able to absorb um, the oxygen. So that, that's just the optimal breathing, the way to breathe. And then we can change our breath um, if we want to, as I said, balance or relax or activate. And it's really just bringing this wonderful consciousness to the fact that there is this intelligence that is breathing us. And then we can access that intelligence and we can shift our physiology and our psychology. And I imagine if we do this frequently enough over a concentrated amount of time, the conscious breathing then will be the order of the day. I often tell myself, do the same thing 21 days and then it becomes a new habit. Is this possible as far as breathwork is concerned? For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You you should see um, the outlook really shouldn't be... 21 days and I want to change it. This is the relationship you're building with your breath. This is something that you, you built at the moment you entered, entered this world. You took that first breath and the moment you leave this world, you're going to be taking your last breath. So it's not like deciding, oh, I'm, I'm going to improve my exercising for the next three weeks or whatever. This is an ongoing, lifelong relationship, especially when you realize that this is something and um, this breath, this very part of you, is something that you can use daily. So as you say, if you do it consciously over 21 days, for example, that brings conscious awareness to your breath, for sure. But the relationship and using it and breathing properly should be a goal that you have and something that you see um, that you're going to be doing forever. So, so for example, um, Africa, getting people to, as I said, breathe optimally, that takes time and it's a habit. For example, the placement of your tongue is really, really important. You know, when I first started breathwork, I realized that my tongue was placed behind my lower teeth. And in fact, the correct position of your tongue is behind your top teeth, almost suctioned against your palate. And I would say that that took me about two weeks. And then after two weeks of really being aware of where to place my tongue, because tongue placement is very important, um, with over that period of time, I naturally place my tongue in the correct place. So yeah, you, you're wanting to do the right thing and then continuing and maintaining this extraordinary and very powerful relationship with your breath. Nikki, as a parting question, where do people find you to help, well, to ask you to help them about conscious breathing? Well, you know, people can contact me directly via my website, Nikki Severini, or people can visit. We have a wonderful foundation, Breathwork Africa, here in South Africa, founded by Dr. Ila Manga. She is a doctor. She has used as an integrative um, doctor. She uses breathwork all the time um, because it's so good um, for health, um, as I said, for mental health as well. So people can visit the Breathwork Africa website or people can visit my website, which is Nikki Severini. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Nikki. Nikki Sabarini is a well-being and breathwork practitioner. Um, do find the, the websites that she referenced there uh, so that you can breathe more consciously and uh, firstly, um, and then secondly, uh, develop and in fact benefit from uh, the maximum mental and physical health uh, as a result of the correct breathing.